Guys, is Russia's purported offensive in the South just tactically such a bad idea that it must surely be fake? Well, I actually think no, this might be real. And we're going to break down why Russia would choose to do something so tactically unsound. I'm Paul, U.S. Army combat veteran. It's January 25th, 2023. This is your daily Ukraine update. Let's get into it. Okay, when we look at the control map, we can see that control has changed in two significant places. First is south of Pithorod, or sorry, a little north of Pithorodne, a little south of Krasnohorda. Uh, Russian forces have made some some advances across this no man's land over the Bakhmutka um, and is created a salient surrounding this urban area, developed area here. Um, again, it seems like Ukraine is not really engaging in any counter uh, counter actions, counter attacks at in Bachman at this time. So I actually don't expect to see this salient get pushed back. I think they are engaging in a uh, systematic retreat from some of these areas, but they may also be cognizant of the fact that this uh, road should actually be defended and, and they need to probably try to keep it somewhat passable because it's going to become tighter and tighter to move forces in and around Bachman across Nahora. You can see once this string of villages is, is taken, uh, it's going to be a lot of open terrain and, and Ukraine's not going to want to have to form a defensive line on this open terrain. Um, but the other uh, advance that I think is more significant uh, is actually to the south. And let's see if we can find it down here. It's right here near Vulhadar. And Vulhadar is interesting for a couple of reasons. First, as we talked about, uh, Russia has been actually open that it's going to start trying to engage more offensive operations in Zaporizhia Oblast. That is, of course, within the Volodar region, um, though previously we saw some attacks taking place uh, here near this reservoir, um, but it looks like the any territory that's been exchanged is fairly small in scale. But what's interesting is this this again, this small effort to seize these village of Mykilsky um, and or slightly expand outward from Mykilsky and at least make Volodar contested. You might remember that the Russian Ministry of Defense received a ton of criticism in Pavlivka, and this was because they expended a tremendous, tremendous amount of men and material. One of their active duty naval units, so sort of like their version of the Marines, took uh, uh, just eye-watering numbers of casualties to seize this town, Pavlika. Uh, and when you can see in the grand scheme of things, it's not really that significant. It's, uh, you know, it, it has one road leading to Volhadar, uh, but none of these are connected to really any significant urban centers. Uh, it's not tactically all that significant. Volhadar, I supposedly occupies some heights slightly above the low ground here. You can, when you're reading a map, you can almost be certain that water pools in the lowest ground areas. So if you're curious, is Volhadar above or below um, Pavlivka? We can infer that because Pavlivka is uh, adjacent to this water, these significant numbers of reservoirs, uh, it's probably the lower ground. 
Now, but again, I guess you could also just go onto Google Map and take a look the elevation. But these are the techniques you need to know um, for when GPS no longer works for some reason. Um, but you guys can see here as well, uh, when we look at Volidar, um, here's what I think is so interesting, right? The, even though this is actually a low value area, um, when we go over to, let's see here, one of <coughs> a sort of summarized news source um, about this is from Ukraineska uh, Pravda. Uh, so, and it talks about Shoigu. This is the Russian Minister of Defense deploying his private military company uh, in the war in Ukraine. And here's what's interesting. Again, about a month ago, they said that his PMC, the Patriot PMC, um, <clears throat> is uh, sort of appeared out of nowhere, and they are augmenting the. Uh, Russian Ministry of Defense, ostensibly, in the area of the Volhidar Front. This is really interesting because, one, obviously, it's the site of one of the places where really the Russian mill bloggers at the time were largely pro-Russian or were pretty pro-Russian um, and, and somewhat muted in their criticisms. But the disaster in Pavlivka uh, really galvanized the Russian uh, mill blogger space to become more open, openly critical of the way the Ministry of Defense was running the war in Russia. So it would make sense then that the Minister of Defense, if he has his own PMC, uh, which I suspect is probably just a regular Russian military unit redesignated as a PMC, um, partially to, uh, I think, divert some of the positive press that Prigozhin has been getting and his Wagner group, because undeniably Prigozhin has been uh, beating his own horn about the success in Bakhmut, limited though it may be, and tremendous at a tremendous cost, uh, it still is undeniably actual success, which is something that has eluded the Russian Minister of Defense. And so as Prigozhin has been growing in clout, uh, I suspect that Shoigu and the Minister, Ministry of Defense is actually also going to you know stand up their own PMC deploy them in this region where the Russian Ministry of Defense has been humiliated, and they are going to sort of undo, try to undo the damage by having their PMC achieve success, right? Uh, and prove that the Wagner Group is nothing special, um, that it's not about Prigozhin, it's that just any of these PMCs can achieve comparable battlefield effects. And but what would that mean? That would mean, of course, that they actually have to, you know, achieve those battlefield effects. And they have appear to have fully seized uh, Mykilsky. Uh, obviously, this lists Pavlika under Russian Ministry of Defense control. And so what they would need to do now to demonstrate some sort of effectiveness and a completely more completely um, embarrass or at least appear to compete with the Wagner group in terms of positive press, uh, they need to take Volodar. So all that with all that means to me is that because this is Shoigu's uh, baby, this is his uh, Patriot PMC uh, where they are operating, they are going to have an extra political reason, to really take Volodar, 
Uh, now, as we've talked about, tactically, this doesn't make a lot of sense. You guys can see that the there are many more, much larger towns situated along the Donetsk front, Lesachansk, right, Severodonetsk, um, uh, Bakhmut, uh, Seversk. There's just so many more, uh, obviously, Donetsk itself, uh, Pivichny. Uh, there's, there's so many more urban targets um, along the Donetsk area in the east of Divka. And when you look at Zaporizhia, you see a lot of just open ground, lots of scattered small villages, minimal uh, tactical value. And so why the Russian MOD would choose to divert its combat power from where it's enjoying finally some success, i.e. Bakhmut, and reallocate it not to Donetsk, where they have been, there's been ongoing fighting without success, but create a third axis of advance at Volodar is, again, making the same mistake that they made at the initial invasion, which is spreading their forces out into three big axes when they didn't have the capability logistically or militarily to sustain that. They're going to do the same thing. And this is a natural outgrowth of the inability for the Russian armed forces to act and operate as a single political actor. Wagner Group is going to do whatever the hell they want. Um, the Ministry of Defense is going to do whatever it wants. The Kadriovitsky, the, the Chechen fighters, they're going to apparently do whatever they want. The DNR, LNR are operating their own war, basically. All this to say, and now you have Shoigu and his Patriot PMC, which may or may not answer directly to the Russian Ministry of Defense chain of command. Uh, all of this is just further complicating things and dividing Russian combat power in a way that Ukraine is just doesn't have to deal with quite as much. Again, that's why I'm, I'm somewhat, I, I believe that it's more credible, the thesis that uh, Ukraine is actually systematically withdrawing from Bakhmut in order to uh, divert its troops to get trained up on things like the Bradleys and the Leopards that more and more countries are providing now that Germany, now that Poland has pushed Germany to provide these uh, main battle tanks. We see Poland is agreeing to. Apparently, uh, there's rumors that Germany is going to authorize their Leopard 2s. And once other NATO countries have done so, it sounds like, if the rumors are to be believed, that you that the U.S. may actually be leaning towards providing Abrams tanks to Ukraine, which would be huge because the U.S., one, has a huge surplus of Abrams in its inventories. And two, the Abrams is a really, really effective, though very heavy, main battle, battle tank. And so in regions where, again, like Zaporizhia, where there is not a lot of big rivers that require crossing or fording, not a lot of bridges to stop an offensive, this is actually the region where a mechanized assault would be really effective. Um, so something to just think about. Uh, for later anyway guys that is all i had for you for today certainly a lot of updates a lot of speculation um, if you guys want access to my breakdowns of the uncensored combat videos the kind that youtube won't let me show you that's on the patreon uh First off, of course, I look at the viral combat videos uh, from things like Reddit and the um, other sources where you get 
uh, videos that YouTube just will not allow on their platform. POV, helmet cam footage, that sort of thing. I also take all the videos that for whatever reason I, tr I think YouTube should allow on their platform, but they still tell me they won't. I've started putting those on the Patreon as well. So whenever I have a video that YouTube says that I was I was a naughty, naughty creator, um, I just take those right off and I just put them on the Patreon. So even more reason to support the channel and uh, check out the link in the description. And of course, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Cheers.